Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Tinseltown Tea. Yes. Mm. Yes. We're on episode 95? Probably more than that. Probably more than like that, that. But I think we just, for, we, we're fucking up the numbers. <laughs> but either way, I don't think we're at 100 yet. Yeah, no. No, we can't mm-hmm. be at 100 yet. Mm-hmm. Like, but we're close. We're close. We're close. Either way. Yes. Welcome yes. to another episode of the Tinseltown of the Tea. Yes. Uh, y'all know the drill by now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to start with our Would You Rather. Jesus mm-hmm. is going to take that away. Yeah. Yeah. This one, I didn't really get that creative for. I got this right off the interwebs. Got and, it. Beyonce's um, internet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the Would You Rather this time would be, would you rather find true love today or win the lottery one year from now? Um, lottery. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree. The only thing I thought when I put this, I was like, wait a minute. They didn't say how much you win in the lottery. So I was like. If it's the lottery, it's, I'm thinking it's going to be I want that worth. Okay. Pro- yeah. I want that be major power ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that one where everybody going to the goddamn 7-Eleven talking about, let me uh, do my baby's uh, birthday as a <laughs> Let me do my auntie, but I had a dream and this is the number. <laughs> I I'm want about fishes. One. Right. <laughs> I want that jackpot. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the one where they send the uh, local news to report <laughs> on that winning. Yeah. Right. And you I come there one. with a mask on. Right. <laughs> nigga came there with a screen mask on. I'm to not claim mad. his uh I'm he truly said, not he mad. want his family to know. Period. I said, period. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be calling me home. No. Some uh, I ain't got it. <laughs> All of a sudden, people coming out the woodwork talking about, I am your cousin. It's like, no, you're not. Okay, what is that supposed to mean to me? That don't mean nothing to me. God bless you. Right, congratulations. Thank you. And goodbye. (laughs) God bless you. Congrats on being my cousin. Right. I love that for you. Drive off in my Ferrari. Okay. (laughs) Get out of here. What is this nigga talking about? Let me pay back these student loans and get out of my face. (laughs) Right? Clear this day. Yeah. That was was Yeah, that was very easy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So lottery, Woo. cash was everything around me, bitch. Okay. Um, Creaming and a month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Period. Mm-mm. Easy. Easy peasy lemon squeeze. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> moving on to our know better, do better. Yes, yes. So this one is, it's a simple one, but it's just be open to the possibilities. Right. There are so many possibilities in this industry. You mm-hmm. literally never know. Facts. Um, we talk to people all the time. You guys hear all these different stories of how people got in. Yeah. Which yeah. nowadays, what the fuck is getting in? It doesn't exist to me anymore. Yeah. Um, you just gotta do your own shit. Yeah. yeah. Especially with social media, there's no getting in. Get like, you just literally do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be open to the yeah. possibilities and because um, you never know. Yeah. Like you could have facts. an idea and it could go through three different mediums before it hits. Yeah. Like yeah. you could write it in three different, like I said, literally three different mediums and you never know which one is going to hit. So yeah. just be open to the yeah. possibilities. Don't get stuck on one certain way of yeah. doing things, one yeah. certain way or of, of putting an idea to life. Right. right. Um, and yeah, just one thing is don't be so focused on the results. Yeah. Be focused on the process and the journey. Well, come on. Say okay. That. Say so that. put your energy, put yeah. your all into the journey without focusing on what the result is going to be. Cause if you're so focused on the result, you are missing yeah. out on the other results that could have happened. Right. So focus on having fun with the process, the journey, putting your energy into that, and the result yeah. will follow. Yeah. Okay. 1,000%. So that's my no better, do better. Yeah. Um, I feel like a couple people have said that on the show too, but it's just, Absolutely. it's very much just true. So yeah. stay committed to the journey, not the result. Absolutely. And it will obviously be a lot more fun too. Yeah. No, I agree with you 100%. And also sometimes it, the result, the thing that we think the result is supposed to look like mm-hmm. turns out different. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not open to the possibilities of it looking different, you might miss your exactly. whole blessing and miss the period. whole fact about you know the process and the journey so you spot on sis i mean mm-hmm. let the church say amen <laughs> amen 
period point blank well moving on you know uh we have the new segment we usually always get our articles from shadow and act um again like we always say make sure you're up on all of the publications mm-hmm. we love going to shadow and act because it focuses on black and brown creatives the news coming out there but of course we have the hollywood reporter we have deadline variety mm-hmm. whatever you read to stay abreast on what's happening in the industry only helps you as a creative as a writer as a future exec whatever it is just make sure you stay on top of that also it's fun you know you get a little you get inspired you get to know the news i love it so this week um i'm actually excited about this uh new uh i believe it's a movie coming out but it's called sneakerella and the trailer is out it's sneakerella Sneakerella. i know at first when i read it i was like boo what is this but watch the trailer if y'all go to shadow and act they have the trailer on there and it looks really really cute it's starring lexi underwood and chosen jacobs i love his name um in disney plus pop slash hip-hop musical film the reason why i love this and i watched the musical or excuse me the trailer but it is sort of a musical is basically it is like a reimagining of cinderella so it's about this kid Mm. whose dream is it is to be a sneaker designer and so he tries to like create goes into the world of sneakers and of course there's this family that is rich and their daughter is a part of this dynasty of like these high sneakers Mm, one night he goes to the ball (laughs) he falls in love with her she tries to find him and of course he's left with uh an interesting sneaker for her to try and find him again and this is like little cute oh so she gotta love find him st- yeah exactly love story now don't i, I don't know if she i don't know if she, like if he leaves the sneaker behind but there is a connection where he's designing this like really authentic cool sneaker and okay. she's trying to like they're trying to be together um got it lexi underwood is in this is us i don't know if you uh if you guys saw her there she plays the daughter of randall and chosen has been in a lot of stuff too i just have to uh, double check but here's the district the official description that they give for the actual movie so set in an avant-garde street sneaker subculture of new york city sneakerella introduces l jacobs an aspiring sneaker designer from queens who works as a stock boy in the shoe store that once belonged to his late mother l Hmm. hides his artistic talent from his overburdened stepfather and two mean-spirited stepbrothers who constantly stomp on any opportunity that makes his that comes his way. When Elle meets uh, Kyra King, played by Underwood, the fiercely independent daughter of the legendary basketball star and sneaker tycoon Darius King, sparks fly as the two bond over their mutual mutual affinity for sneakers. With a little nudge mm-hmm. from his best friend and a sparkle of a fairy godfather, um, magic, L finds the courage to use his talent to pursue his dream of becoming a legit sneaker designer in the industry. So follows that oh, journey. Okay. It's really cute if you guys watch the trailer. I'm actually, I'm like looking forward to see it. I, oh, like, I thought it was cute. animated and I clicked on here and it's not. Yeah, it's live action. Not Thank animated. you for pointing that out. Because <clears throat> oh, okay. a lot of Disney Pluses, it is very much like that. So yeah, this is live action and um, yeah, I think it'll be really cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on, another trailer, and this time animated, haha. Um, the Proud Family, Louder and Prouder, that trailer is out. Uh, they're back, and they've never left in the Disney Series Plus um, uh, series. There we go. So this article is written by Trey Mangum. Um, so yeah, as a part of the Disney Plus Day 2021, the streaming service has dropped the first trailer of The Proud Family. Um, and the new series, the whole name of it is The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Um, and it will have a launch date in February 2022. So very mm. soon. God, this time has flown. Oh, my God. Um, the show will pick up the story of its central character, Penny Proud, and include the madcap family, parents Oscar and Trudy, twin siblings, BB and Cece. They were my favorite. They were so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, and Grandma, Sugar Mama, um, and Ooh. Puff, the dog. I love Sugar Mama. She was great. Of course, it would not be the Proud Family without Penny's loyal crew, Dijanae Jones, La Cienega Boulevardes, and Zoe Howards, among others. Listen, when I first came to LA with one of my best friends to to look around and see how we're gonna live, how I was gonna live out here, we saw La Cienega Boulevard, and I <laughs> promise you, we lost it. Like <laughs> my friend was like La Cienega Boulevard, like La Cienega Boulevardes. We were like, oh my god, we made it, we made it. <laughs> Yo, we were just that Period. alone. Just that alone. We was so hyped. It was so Period. stupid. It was right off the plane, too. We were looking at palm trees and shit. We were so excited. That is funny. We were so 
La Cienica Boulevard is. (laughs) We were so excited. But they're going to have some amazing guest stars. Like, their guest stars are amazing. But, okay, let me take it back. So, the main cast will be the original who are reprising their roles. So, Kyla Pratt as Penny Proud. Tommy Davis as Oscar Proud and Paula Jai Parker as Trudy Proud. Uh, the legendary Joe Marie Payton as Sugar Mama. If you don't know, she was the mother mm-hmm. on Family Matters. Duh. Um, then we have Cedric the Entertainer as Uncle Bobby. Uh, Carlo Mensa as uh, Felix Boulevard is. And one of the bigger ones I loved, which was, uh, well, I don't really know what his voice was because I only laughed because of his laugh. His laugh was insane. Oh, Poppy. Poppy. Oh, my God. Every time Poppy laughed, I was just like, this is nuts. This man is completely nigga. nuts. <laughs> Kiki Palmer will be uh, Maya Leibowitz Jenkins, Billy Porter. Okay, Billy okay. Porter. Billy Porter. Let me put someone back on your name as Randall uh, Leibowitz Jenkins and Zachary Quinto. Yeah, Quinto as Barry Leibowitz okay, Jenkins. Exactly. So. Listen, EJ Johnson, yep. I'm seeing Asante Black. I'm seeing a, a boogie with a hoodie. Come on. I'm a lot of folks. Marcus T. Paul. And that's the regular reoccurring cast. If we get to the actual like. Ooh, let's do the, let's the, do guest, the guest stars. Y'all, first of all, okay, Lizzo. Lil Nas X, what? Chance the Rapper, Normani, Leslie or- Odom Jr., Tiffany Haddish, what? Lena Waithe, and there's, I mean, there's so many people, Debbie Allen, Gabrielle Union, like, Courtney B. Vance, Courtney B. motherfucking Vance, Jane Lynch, Marseille Martin, Jaden Smith, Glenn Terman, like, we're talking about, like, Tina knows, the woman Not who Tina gave knows. us Beyonce is going to be- gave us the theme song the proud family come on like Bretman Rock <laughs> Eva Longoria Holly Robinson like they got everybody on here I'm surprised wow. they didn't get the Obamas like what that's this <laughs> now we're like well why didn't y'all get the Obamas then no right. it looks amazing and if you look at the trailer I think they really updated like it's clearly the same animation style Thank but God. it looks cleaner like it looks updated mm. like they didn't hit us up with some like you know crazy like i don't know pixar 4d we like what the fuck are we watching right? what, is what is this what is this nobody like the, yeah nobody asked mm-hmm. for this so i'm actually really excited and this will probably be just like when i was a child um as an adult in my regular uh rotation of uh viewing <laughs> i'm just mm-hmm. gonna be watching this every week or however yep. it drops on disney plus it better and, be just as funny and i hope that they fixed some of the things that I didn't like. Ooh, go Like on. the fact that Dijanae was a fucking bitch. Yeah. Like she, she was, was a terrible friend. She was not nice. And let's not act like, yeah, like mm-hmm. all of her friends were kind of terrible. So mm-hmm. hopefully they fixed that. They understand mm-hmm. and understood and were aware that we kind of wrote her friends terrible, like yeah. as terrible friends. Like that's not how friendship is. Yeah. Like I was it rewatching and like I'm that. like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that bitch really did that to her and like why is this not being called out yeah. so yeah hopefully they rewrite her friends to be actually better friends yeah, yeah. if we're gonna like teach kids how to be friends to yeah. their friends yeah let's rewrite that and then i think they i feel like they did some like oh there was something about like dejanae's character she was just a terrible character in per- yeah. like her yeah. character yeah but um I think people were saying like they made her like the ghetto black girl. So it's the dark skin. Going away from the stereotype. Uh-huh. She was like dark skin. She had the blonde hair and mm-hmm. then she had the fa- like the family with yeah. 20-something odd kids. Yes. Like, yeah, 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 so, yeah. But that's her character. But yeah. she was just a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> like rewatching as a adult, I'm like, she's wow. not a good person. <laughs> so hopefully they kind of rewrite that to yeah. like just make them better friends. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And they could actually have fun with that. I yeah. mean, it's suspended in time you know mm-hmm. so maybe like they'll be able oh so to, it's like, like starting you just yeah say that. yeah i don't think like when i saw the trailer everyone seemed to be like bb and cc will forever stay babies like you know right. I feel they like don't need to grow up no <laughs> they're gonna be menaces to society child. <laughs> oh my god bb and cc was so bad oh they were so cute i love their hair I'm like, look at them. yeah their hair was cute and i love that they did that yes Yes. All right. So watch that. But next, we're going to move on to the next um, news. So Kiki Palmer, she's been in the zeitgeist a lot. I I felt like this Mm -hmm. week I heard a lot from her, but I'm here for it. So basically, she she shoot her shot with Whoopi when she was on The View. And, um, you know, she asked her, she heard that Sister Act 3 was about to be, um, you know, in the works. And she was like, I'm I'm available. Whoopi. 
let me know. So basically, mm. you know, she's busy, as we all know. If you haven't, if you haven't seen Insecure, please catch up. It's a very good season. Or at least I think so. I love it. Um, it basically she's in season five and she plays uh Condola's sister, played by Christina mm. Elmores. And I know the internet hates Condola so much. Poor thing. Y'all went off on Condola. But anyway, so Kiki's Condolences, in- Calamari. Okay, all the names. I'm like, y'all, come on now. So basically before that, um, on the internet, people were speculating that Kiki was going to be a part of the season. And that wasn't true at the, the case. But what Kiki did on Instagram, she like wrote, she said, hey, Issa, there's been a mix up. I posted about my excitement for season five of Insecure and everyone thinks I'm going to be on it. We can't let them down. Put me in the beat. <laughs> Put me into B Condola's ass real quick. So she pitched herself as a random character and she actually ended up on the show as Condola's sister. So mm. shout out to her. So on yeah. Wednesday of this week or last week, I should say, um, Kiki appeared on um, The View and she was pr- promoting her new project, Southern Belle Insults. And basically, you know, right then she was like, hey, basically, Whoopi, you know what I did with Issa, I shoot my shot. So I have to shoot my shot with you, sis. Like, I know that basically um, Tyler Perry is in the works of doing Sister Act 3. So mm. I wanted to let you know that I'm available for the job, any job, anything I'll follow up is what she pretty much quote for quote said. And then Goldberg said, you know, I already brought it up. Basically, she was like, it is written, sis. We Period. already talked about it. So it was really cute because she was really like, she was actually super excited to have like Whoopi Goldberg say like, yeah, I already talked to them about you. She's like, you know, I thought that was really cute. Um, and I hope that Tyler Perry doesn't mess up Sister Act 3. That's really my only concern. Mm. I'm just like, y'all. Because Sister Act 2 was so classic. Like it mm. was so... It was like corny good. You know, it just is canon. Right, I'm like, I love the first one. Uh, the first one like, was funny as everyone's hell. Everyone's always like, Sister Act 2. I'm like, Yeah, the first one was funny as hell. And they did, those nuns did the damn thing and Whoopi they killed They were so it. funny. They were so funny. And without a Sister Act, the first successful one, there wouldn't have been a Sister Act 2. So we have mm-hmm. to be. But I just love Sister Act 2 because, of course, the Lauren Hill of it all. Mm-hmm, and the kids mm-hmm. and like the music and how they went in that direction. Yeah. Um, I love so, Whoopi. Fuck. Uh, I fucking God. love her. Jesus. The I mean, my God. Her fucking resume speaks for itself. I She's mean, just, my God. She can do it all. Like, how are you yes. just so fucking funny? And then you can give us color purple, dramatiques. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. He got like, even at that time, like she was saying, look, people weren't trying to give her jobs because she was dark skinned. She had the locks. So she was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a one woman show. And she killed on Broadway. Keep and then, <laughs> you know, and then she became a star and kept doing her thing. So like, oh, I love her. And now she's an EGOT, one of the few <laughs> EGOTs out here. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm so happy. Um, first of all, I'm happy that Kiki is booked and busy and doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. It stays booked. And I'm glad that she's shooting her shot and getting her um, opportunity. So Period. go off. Um, um, even as a big star as her, I'm like, she got to shoot her shot. Like, goddamn, like she's been working for so long. She's so talented. Like why y'all like, but you know, you gotta do it. You got to do it. Period. Point. But have the talent to back it up, please. That's uh, all I fucking ask. Yeah. Is have the talent yes. to back it up. Yes, please do. It's very important. So the next is about Black Panther 2. And this is reported... Um, basically this is Monique Jones, but it's saying this is in regard to Letitia Wright's character who played Shuri on the first Black Panther, but basically Letitia Wright's vaccination status could complicate the production. So I'm just going to probably read straight from here in terms of understanding the guidelines and all that stuff. So Letitia Wright's vaccination status could take a toll on Black Panther's Wakanda Forever filming schedule. The AV Club reports from The Hollywood Reporter that the CDC new guidelines released Monday demand that non-citizen, non-immigrant air travelers must show proof of vaccination to fly into the U.S. Currently, Wright, who is recovering from an injury sustained on set, please uh, get better, is uh, recuperating in London and um, isn't vaccinated. So Wright's personal and religious, what is that, Rittenance regarding, Rittenance? Rittenance? What reticence? Reticence, yes, amen. <laughs> Thank you. I was like, I've never seen that word. Okay, <laughs> religious reticence regarding vaccination hadn't been an issue with filming thus far, but Wright's injury has complicated the situation since it has caused Wright to leave Atlanta while filming was taking place. So she was. So it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong. 
reading from this, she was already filming. She was already filming, and it was fine. It was but fine. Then something but happened. Then in her she got injured. So she had to go back to London. So they changed the rule, and then for her, they for her to come back her while she's over here trying to get better in London. And now they're saying you got to be vaccinated before yeah. you get back. Okay, when it wasn't a problem before. Four. Okay, so the new guidelines will now pose a problem for Disney and Marvel, who must now figure out how to re rearrange the filming to accommodate right who could have to remain in London to abide by the new guidelines. So it seems like she's like, I, I'm not doing it. And sticking to her guns. Yeah. Yeah. However, there's some time for Disney to figure out what to do. Black Panther Wakanda forever will be shut down until the early part of 2022, meaning anything could happen regarding the CDC regulations, a possible special exemption for a right or an arrangement for right to film in London. Despite the time, the company and Wright will have to come to an agreement about what to do, especially since Hollywood is becoming stricter with vaccination protocols. Wright has been in the news regarding her vaccination fears recently with a source alleging to the Hollywood reporter that Wright was spreading vaccine misinformation on set. Uh, The actress responded on Instagram writing, it saddens me to have to address the reports published by the Hollywood Reporter on October 16, 2021. Published by the Hollywood Reporter. Actual date. She said on this day uh, <laughs> of our Lord. Uh, the report spoke about my conduct on the set of Black Panther 2. I honestly assert that this was completely untrue. Anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows that I work incredibly hard at my craft and my main focus is always to do work that is impactful and inspiring. That has been and will continue to be my only focus, end quote. Whew. So that they're gonna have to figure figure that out, which it does, it definitely does change production. Cause like if mm-hmm. one of your main characters, your main main characters is overseas and they can't get back in the country, and if one way they're doing that, they already had have religious you know, retinences regarding the vaccination mm-hmm. then already. And if you've already filmed a large port, like, I don't know how much they've already filmed with her yeah. already in it. It's not like they could recast her. And mm-hmm. then if you did, you have the whole Marvel fans base of it all who will yeah. like <laughs> either like it, you'll, it's like not a win. It's no, it's like a lose lose yeah. either way. You, well, I was looking at the comments and someone's like, just recast her. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, but that's not that easy. It's though. not that easy. And it's, why would you ever recast Shuri? Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It wouldn't. Yeah. It, I mean, they could, but no, I don't, see that. I don't see that that happening. Either way, it's going to be controversy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just Either like, way. you're just going to, you either have to, and you have to look at the budgets too. Like, can, how much do you have? Can you film in London? You know, and, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're around her, it's like, okay, what are the places where they can film if they don't have the same restrictions regarding the vaccination mm-hmm. too? Like, it's not just not a problem if you take it overseas, you know what I mean? It still might yeah. be an issue. So you have to be very detail oriented if you have someone and if you're, if you, mm-hmm. if you don't mind that. Right. So if there's something else, also, I think they should have at least said like, yeah, she, she, she's not vaccinated, but we've been testing every day. You know what I mean? Like there yeah, has, yeah. There, there, it can't just be that. Like even here, when you go to certain places in LA, you just show a test, you like, show a test or I'm you sure. show proof of vaccination mm-hmm. It's either or. Right. So and it's it should like, be either or. So you have an option, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's like, okay, like I'm not going to fight someone if they don't want to, if they don't want to, they don't believe that's their body. Okay. It's like, at least get tested. So at least, you know, you're doing everything you can to mitigate the spread because yeah. that also affects production as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think they should have at least mentioned that as well, that mm-hmm. she was still getting regularly tested to show that, like, she's not just out here like, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, you know, like, I hope well, at least that's what I assume. And I hope so. But it just feels a bit a little bit one sided, I feel like. Um, but we'll see what happens. This is complicated as hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely complicated. And either way. I will, we'll keep it some tabs on it. Yeah. And yeah. see what happens. Cause we'll there's literally, happens. literally anything can happen. And, uh, ooh, child. It's already oh hard God. enough that, um, Chadwick is not going to be there. So I know. Like, my God. If Chadwick's not going to be there. They at least wanted to see Shuri. Yeah. That's why see. And that makes it even harder to mm-hmm. just like, Oh, we'll just recast. I was like, mm, not, mm, it's not that easy. Yeah. You really can't recast anybody with black hands. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to work. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Like, not going to work. 
Yeah. So we got to figure something out. Yeah, I agree. And I hope that, I mean, I don't know, but I don't know. The Marvel girls can tell me, but you know, I'm like, she could be the next Black Panther in my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she could because if the brother is gone, then it would go to. But it sometimes it depends. They don't like to put the women in the this is in true. charge. So even if it's a brother and a sister, the brother dies, they would find another man to give it to <laughs> <laughs> in the family. Even though on, clearly we should go to the sister. <laughs> Come on, patriarchy. Gonna, okay, uncle. Okay. <laughs> in the wheelchair go ahead put on the onesie but i don't know if wakanda is like that so that's a good know. point though that's what i they don't did. know how wakanda is that's what they didn't come into america too that's we were like now why did y'all okay yeah yeah so i don't know how you know patriarchal <laughs> wakanda is but it seems like they're you know they're a little bit more progressive I so, hope so. Or shuri not, it would go not, to shuri next you know it's gonna be forrest whitaker um putting on that um that onesie Child, <laughs> no he died damn he died the first one yeah i think you're die. right yeah he did that because i remember what's the name kill him uh what's the name michael b jordan yep he sure did kill monger damn kill monger okay you killed that nigga. he came <laughs> i can't well so, i yeah. guess we'll fucking see we will see and either way i'm going to watch yeah <laughs> i'm here for it want to see what happens all right so with that um i'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with the main segment mm-hmm. hello y'all so we are talking about dialogue we're on mm-hmm. the main segment i remember we had a dialogue episode maybe like two years yeah, ago and it was so. pretty good so you feel like scrolling go ahead and find that one as well mm-hmm. we're going to give you an update to that one it's probably going to still be the same things because mm-hmm. the rules don't really change that much right the dialogue is the dialogue <laughs> that's right um but yeah so we're going off of an article from screencraft that was not written by ken miyamoto i'll take a break what? ken go ahead He's mm-hmm. taking a little sabbatical. <laughs> um, it's written by Kathleen Lassenol. Okay. Yeah, come Kathleen on, Kathleen. Lassenol. She mm-hmm. gives you eight tips for dialogue. Mm-hmm. I may not do all of them, may do some of them. Yeah. Um, I may not talk about the examples that she uses. Right. It's like she's using examples that are not universal to everyone, in my yeah. opinion. I'll say mm-hmm. very white. Yeah. Yeah. So, white. Um, she's like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, like ugh, mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna barf. There is she didn't mention Spike Lee though. So, she like, did okay, when, one brief little thing. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. didn't put an example of Spike Lee in mm-hmm. here. So mm-hmm. his dialogue's not. great in my opinion. Very good. Um, okay, mm-hmm. so her first tip is to say to deconstruct dialogue. So basically you do it by reading scripts. Um that's a good tip. Mm-hmm. I didn't read scripts for dialogue purposes. Uh-huh. I read them for other purposes, but mm-hmm. I can see why she would say that. Yeah. Um, so she says to look at how the dialogue looks on the page. Is there a lot of white or is it dense with prose? How much dialogue is there? Is it sparse and slow or thick with machine gun pacing? Ooh. What about rhythm and cadence? Is dialogue nuanced with fluff stutters, silences, etc.? I love dialogue with fluff stutter silences beats because it just feels more realistic to yeah. me yeah. Um, because no one talks absolutely perfect. Right. So I love dialogue like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, watch movies. She said movies like Juno. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like Juno's, Juno. Yeah, cute. I guess the dialogue was okay in there. Pulp Fiction, the dialogue was kind of weird. But mm-hmm. if you want to, I guess you can study that. Yeah. Social networking before sunrise. I mean, these are very hot examples. Yeah, yeah. But sure, you can watch those yeah. to deconstruct and mm-hmm. to see how the dialogue matches the tone mm-hmm. um, and then how different writers have their own distinct sounds. Because right. yes, you have your own voice. So you can watch these films and right. look at their dialogue and study their dialogue, but they're writing the way that they right. write. Exactly. So if you're watching a Spike exactly. Lee movie, which she did mention mm-hmm. to read scripts from Spike Lee, his dialogue is with his voice exactly even though it's the voice of the characters it's still very much oh Spike Lee wrote this yeah or Quentin yep. Tarantino like they're writing with their voice or Aaron even Aaron Sorkin like, yeah 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 they're writing with their voice so yeah. find your voice first yeah and then from there it'll be a little bit easier for you to write your dialogue yep 
Yeah. I uh, would even add, um, we just recently reviewed The Harder They Fall. And that dialogue mm. was very specific. Also, you're, it's going to make mention to other examples in this list, but to the time period, mm-hmm. too. How people talk during that time was a great example of how to really get some authentic dialogue. So. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, if you're doing a period piece, uh, like, don't be <laughs> writing them, like, saying bet. <laughs> And, and it's the fucking 70s. always lit beat. Like, no, <laughs> just be, just be smart, guys. Um, Stay to the character. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just said this. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, each of your characters should have their own way of speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, they should literally have their own independent voice. So one thing right. I like to say when I used to do, like, screen coverage or, um, was that each of your, I should be able to listen to it and I'm listening to a piece of dialogue and I should know what character is talking without based looking on at piece, it. without looking at the paper mm-hmm. because each of your characters should have their own way of speaking and they should be their own people. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're reading your script and everyone kind of sounds the same when they're speaking, uh, uh-uh. figure out a way yeah, to it. switch up, give mm-hmm. them their own little idiosyncrasies, their own little like ticks, something like that. So that each of the characters sound different because mm-hmm. your characters should all be different. Yeah. They should not be the same. Yeah. So if your characters are different personality wise, why they sound the same. So right. if you have different characters in your notes and they all sound the same, something wrong, sis. Mm-hmm. Um, fix it up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Cause I know in fade in, which is a screenwriter software that I use, mm-hmm. they have an option where you can only look at dialogue. Oh, so good. it takes out all the action lines. You're yeah. only looking at dialogue. So that's a good way yeah. for you to kind of pick and choose. It'll really show you if everyone's sounding the same so yeah. that you can make some little tweaks here and there. So to that make everyone the, has their own yep, voice. Everyone has their own Boys, because that's that is very, very um important. That's what I'm looking for. I'm like, bitch, what am I trying to say? <laughs> All right, so write dialogue that sounds like real conversations. Yeah, and it's yeah. also funny because you hear this, but then you also hear that dialogue is not real conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hear that too. So mm-hmm. that's a little funny. But yes, it should sound real. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god, I've read so many scripts that were fucking terrible. Sorry. <laughs> and yeah. the dialogue is like it was just not real. Mm-hmm. She would be like, oh, Lindsay, yes, that is very correct. Like, who mm-hmm. the fuck talks, talks like that? Nobody so talks she's like, that. oh, yes, uh, she's talking about something that happened before. Oh, this happened in 1995. But let me tell you the story. Like, Mm-mm, no. What? Mm-mm. No, ma'am. So, yes. <laughs> do not do that, friends. Like, that's why it's important to just read over your dialogue probably mm-hmm. by itself. If your screenwriting software has that ability, yeah. use it or just go through the script to yourself and just forget about all the, all the action lines mm-hmm. and just read the dialogue by itself so you can see if it even feels um, if it feels real. Yeah, that's great So advice. one thing that I like to do is I like to do those little glottal stops because mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. interrupt each other a lot yeah so i yep. like to yep. have my characters interrupt each other yeah and because it's real that's literally that's how real much, people talk very much people so. like to talk over each other a lot mm-hmm. um i like to do pauses i like mm-hmm. to do beats i like to do those ellipses yep. ellipses is like the yep. three periods because yep. people trail off um because that's just how people talk like mm-hmm. nobody talks perfect yep and it also allows whoever's acting or voice acting to know like okay i should be saying it this way yep oh we're supposed to be cutting each other off right here because this is supposed to be like an intense or this type of scene or i'm supposed to drag this out this is supposed to be awkward yeah so yeah Mm -hmm. it helps everyone if you kind of add those devices in that um add that realness to your dialogue so she was saying here are some devices that will help out readiness of talking over each other, like mm-hmm, I said. Mm-hmm. So that can be like those glottal stops. How do I explain those? So glottal stops are just adding two dashes mm-hmm. so the person knows like, oh, this this uh, piece of dialogue stops abruptly yeah. or gets interrupted. Yeah. And then the next one, the next person speaking should be cutting that person yeah. off. Almost like they're overlapping because mm-hmm. you're stopping them. Mm-hmm. And then two people carrying on about two different things at the same time. Each Even better, they each have their own subplot they're pushing forward. I like that too. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's something that... That, that's very realistic too. People yep. be talking about <laughs> different shit at the same exact time. That shit happened at work yesterday. They were <laughs> they work. they two people over uh, here talking about one um one thing, and then they're talking to another girl, 
and they're talking to each other, but they don't even know they're talking about two different things. <laughs> Until somebody know. else from across the office said, y'all are talking about two different things. <laughs> somebody else jumped in the conversation and said, y'all know y'all are talking about two different things, right? Okay. I know that got on that person's nerve. Like, oh my God. He was I probably to- just in his seat squirming like, these bitches are so stupid. <laughs> Fucking, what are y'all talking about? He literally jumped in like, y'all talk about two different things. <laughs> and then they realized that they were talking about two different oh. things. <laughs> so, yeah, I say all that to say that shit happens all the time. All the time. They each have their own subplot that they right. were pushing forward. Right. Um, so <laughs> if you can find ways to do that, I love that. Interrupting, which is what I just talked about with the mm-hmm. glottal stops. I use that a lot. Mm-hmm. Hijacking sentences wherein someone takes someone else's thoughts and bogarts them for mm-hmm. themselves. Um, you think you have it bad? You should hear about how my Nana died. Oh, Happens all the time in all conversations. The time. Oh my God. People do that all the motherfucking time. Make it about yes, them. Yes. Motherfucking man. <laughs> Reaching for words and thoughts. Yeah. Well, I just, I, oh, how on. many times do I do that one show? Come I'm on. like, bitch, what are you trying to say? What are you trying to say? <laughs> we um, do that all the time. Yes. Yeah, swearing. Well, yes. Yeah. I love swearing. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. I love swearing. And I also don't understand what makes a word bad. I should do a whole documentary on that because yeah. ever since I was a little kid, I was yeah. like, well, how, why is this word bad? Who decided that this word was bad? There is something on Netflix that, uh, <gasps> what's his name? Ooh. He, so they go through the history of all the words like yes. fuck, shit, cunt. Like they go through all of it. I think I forget his name, but he's definitely a famous actor that I should know off the top of my head. I, I should. I'm so sorry. Um, Great. We can actually look it review that. Let's review that. Yeah. Even though it may not be black, let's review no, it. No, let's. Yeah. I have always wondered, and this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but I've just always wondered, like, what makes the word yep. bad? Like, yep. why? Who decided that this word was bad? And I'm going to fucking say it anyway, bitch. <laughs> so it's Nicolas Cage, and he hosts. Ew. I know. The history of swear words. But okay, it's, it's I'm really still going to cool. watch it, yeah. and we're going to review it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it's interesting. It but is yeah, super interesting. It's yeah. Swearing is a good thing to add into your dialogue. I know people be scared. Yeah. To add swearing, but bitch, add the fucking curse word, ho. <laughs> um, because that's literally how people talk. Yeah. It's literally how people talk. I mean, if you are, mm-hmm. I don't know, if obviously if you're working on a network television show, you mm-hmm. can't be adding, but they still be saying bitch. The, on they, yeah, the, the they may not say let fuck, that fly. shit, cunt. <laughs> Uh, pussy dick like they may yeah, not they say, say stuff fuck. like yeah. that yeah. but they be saying bitch they sure do on network television and they never talk about a female dog ever it's exactly. always in the correct a bitch <laughs> right <laughs> so obviously if you're in the writer's room for a network television show like be mindful but if you're on like HBO or streaming depending oh. on what the rating is Don't put that be. damn shit in there and if you're not writing for a studio or a show in general you're just yeah, writing because you're writing your own shit yeah. bitch do whatever the fuck you want yeah. like I know people be scared like oh well if I'm shopping this around yeah if you're shopping it around it ends up getting picked up pick they'll rewrite it anyway yeah <laughs> truly they can rewrite your shit anyway yeah and they're gonna take out some of the curse words yeah um but i think swearing like shit like they say in this article does make it more realistic yeah um because most people do swear they really do All and time. All you don't have to go overboard all ages but <laughs> fucking do it yeah. i mean shit if it makes <laughs> sense particularly with your character mm-hmm. I, I think we all have an auntie and uncle of like that's all they use is just cuss you out and yep. honestly they be cuss you out and be like oh no that, that means they love us it'd be like mm-hmm. what <laughs> like, like truly like sometimes yeah. it's just the character you know yeah, yeah. So. I do have some characters sometimes I'll look through my thing when I'm and I like to sprinkle my little curse words in there and mm-hmm. I'll be like oh maybe this character doesn't swear as much as everybody else and mm-hmm. I'll have that character not right. be a swearer so, right. but everybody else but fuck Shit. <laughs> well damn bitch right. <laughs> so that's how we're gonna do mm-hmm. um so this one is the the device to be like well as you know they say as you know bob i've, I've only heard of the, this phrase from this article i've never heard of that before i think she was just putting bob in there as just because that's a regular ass basic ass name, name but she was trying to say when people say like as you know so and so people do do that um and yeah they don't know (laughs) the audience does not know so it is expository so it's on the nose dialogue when you say like well as you know because she's right like we don't know yeah and i have seen some scripts where people be like well expecting the audience to already know but Mm -hmm. it's like we don't know don't know and the fact that you're putting as you know 
means that you are about to say some shit that's on the nose yeah. and you're about to just spill some beans that's not really it's not organically supposed to be spilled right here right, right. if that makes sense yeah it's too it's too obvious like yeah, yeah. just let the story play out exactly so um yeah so don't do shit like that mm-hmm. and then nuance oh i mm-hmm. love the word nuance i love mm-hmm. nuance um yes. it will help you avoid the issues you're having she said with bob um <laughs> so using things like subtext implication yeah. and innuendo mm-hmm. for more authentic less expository and obvious dialogue mm-hmm. so uh in film as in real life people often don't say exactly what they mean you hear this all truly, the time truly. when people are talking about screenwriting mm-hmm. your characters should not be saying exactly what they mean mm-hmm. um um, and yes, I agree with that, but also sometimes they can say what they mean. I yeah. think that in real life people do sometimes say what they mean, mm-hmm. but anyways, you're going to hear this all the time. Characters should not be saying exactly what they mean all the time. <laughs> and our conversations aren't always what we think they are about. So that's where subtext come in, where you're saying one thing, but you're meaning another. Yeah. So, um, and this is a great device in writing conflict. Very true. This is a great way to write a fight between people yep. where they're saying one thing, but they are not exactly meaning that. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example, and this is a very basic example. Mm-hmm. Somebody asks, are you okay? And the character responds with, I'm fine. But they respond very tense and restrained. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she's not fine. Right. So that would be an example of subtext. Mm-hmm. Um, so characters talking around what they actually me- mean mm-hmm. um, and not meaning what they say. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that yep. gets used a lot in dialogue. Yeah. Um, but we see it a lot in Insecure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one ever <laughs> actually the says thing. anything. He said never says. And it gets quite annoying sometimes. It's like, bitch, can you just speak <laughs> just the fuck say up? It. Just, just say speak it. the fuck up. But I think she knows it's annoying and that's why she does it. <laughs> um, so play the silences. Mm-hmm. Actions do speak louder than words. Uh, film and TV are visual mediums. So yeah. you should be showing and not telling sometimes. So sometimes it's those quiet moments, the spaces between the words that say so much more. Right. Silence is a powerful device. It's an insinuation, innuendo, an assumption. It's a pause in conversation that brings weight to the words being well, said. Come on, come on. Um, so her her example was from The Crown. Um, she gave it a, a scene. Mm-hmm. I don't watch The Crown, but it's a scene where the queen burns prime minister for resigning and quitting. Mm. So it's on the YouTubes. Yep. So she says this scene is great because it understands the greatness of dialogue that comes from a lack of dialogue sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true. Yeah. So that's where you play with your action. But I think what she's trying to say is just knowing when you should kind of not have dialogue Yeah, where the action and what we're seeing should be telling the story versus the dialogue. So yeah. that is something that you should know with dialogue as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then the, uh, no, this isn't the last one, but mm-hmm. small talk. Mm-hmm. So, Okay, so they usually say you should not be having any type of small talk. Get in late, leave early. Um, But sometimes small talk, you can put it in there if it's like just recognize when it should be added, but don't put too much. So if like two characters are meeting for the first time, obviously they're just not going to go in and be like, talking about some real shit. Right. Like there's going to be a little bit of small talk there. If mm-hmm. a character is introducing somebody to another character, got it. But most of the time it's get in late, leave early. Mm-hmm. We don't want to see the, Hey, how you doing, Bob? How, oh, how's your wife? <laughs> well, how the fuck is Cecilia? Like, no, don't give a fuck yeah. about how Cecilia is. Yeah. Don't give a fuck about how them kids doing. Yes. Um, get straight to the point. Get so to it. yeah. So eliminate the small talk eliminate the meaningless boring pointless stuff all of your dialogue should be pushing the forty, the forty, the story <laughs> yes. forward That's it right. should have purpose and meeting in the greater scheme of things right. and if it doesn't you're either going to fix it to make sure that it has meaning right. it's moving the story forward or cut it out yep Yep. Oh, and she said, commit this to memory. If it doesn't push plot, reveal character, you don't need it. It's exactly what I just yep. said, but yep. it's very much true when it comes to dialogue. Big facts. So, I mean, in your first draft, yeah, you're going to put, put it in there. But then as you're doing your subs, uh, subsequent drafts and, uh, you know, going through and revising, make sure that you're cutting. Right. And um, really looking at your dialogue to make sure that it needs to be there. Right. The last one, which is the most important one. Mm-hmm. 
read dialogue out loud read it then have others read it out loud and listen do a table mm-hmm. read okay mm-hmm. and in the table read if it's your script do not be a part of the table read have other people um read it for you so yeah. if you yeah. don't have friends <laughs> in the industry get your friends together yeah. get your mama okay okay give everybody a part mm-hmm. um have somebody do the action narration mm-hmm. be quiet and listen mm-hmm. okay um, so when you're listening to your dialogue being read out loud, notice the times where people are stumbling yep. over the dialogue where they can't get it out. Yeah. Notice if you have a joke there and the person, obviously the person's not a trained actor, so they may not be able to deliver it the right way, but some motherfuckers should still laugh. Yeah. And if ain't nobody laughing, okay. Yeah. That's yep. joking to make note of the shit ain't funny. Ho, yeah. take it out. Inside your head. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But outside, outside but the head, not, everyone's it like, hit. it didn't hit. No, it's not hitting. It not, it's not hitting different for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, is it on the nose? Are there repetitions? Mm-hmm. Do people think that people that are reading it think the dialogue suck? Mm-hmm. Does your mom think it sucks? <laughs> oh, so, no, <laughs> not she says, chances are your dialogue will not suck. Mm-hmm. Um, chances are that it just needs a little work, and yeah. everybody's dialogue needs work as you go through your subsequent. Um, Mm-hmm. rewrites and that's mm-hmm. what rewrites are for everything mm-hmm. every dialogue has to be fixed even if it's a line that you're like i'm in love with this line if it's not moving the story forward or if it just doesn't fit let it go right but yeah i think reading your dialogue out loud having table reads is the most important thing Agreed. as you are starting to move through your rewrites and cuttings and all of that stuff but this is just a very quick little refresh Absolutely. of um realistic dialogue all those things are very much true and hopefully you pay attention to some of these things absolutely when you as you go through your um your um whatever you're writing at the moment absolutely all the projects mm-hmm. all of them and hopefully you are writing something if you're not don't feel bad yeah you have time to to get something to get absolutely there. we have niggas you should know i do want to make a correction i think well, uh, you, uh, Corey, you'll be going over Lexi, but, um, she was in little fires. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was in little fires. I said she was in, um, this is us. I'm confusing the babies. Forgive me. Oh, auntie brain. Now, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the first thing you should know is chosen Jacob. Chosen is 20. Oh God. He is my God. Yeah. He is 20 years old, <laughs> but the baby face. The baby face is giving 16 and hence why he's getting these roles, <laughs> these sharing roles, child. I think what's more disturbing is that yeah. he's 20, but yeah. he was born in 2001. Yeah. I was like, that's more that disturbing. That is 20 years ago. That's disturbing. That's exactly correct. Well, uh, <laughs> he was born in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, and there's not a lot because, of course, he's so young. <laughs> and he's starting his career, but he's an actor and a singer, and he has a reoccurring role as Will Grover on the CBS television show Hawaii Five O. Come on and get this uh, network check, young man. Get that check. Um, and uh, he has a role as Mike uh, Hallon in the 2017 film adaptation of the Stephen King novel It. So y'all know mm-hmm. I don't watch um, scary yep. movies. Yeah, oh, I do remember him from that. And he was right up in there. Um, and he's going to be, I guess, in the follow-up in the It chapter two. I don't know if that already came, came out. out. Okay, good. Ago, so, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so he has several checks under his belt. And just as we said earlier, he's going to be uh, in Sneakerella. He's going to be the main character in that. So, yeah, definitely look out for him. I love his name, like, truly. I know. <laughs> it's such a great name. Um, yeah, and he has checks both in TV and in movies. So... <laughs> Definitely watch out for him. Hopefully, we're going to see much more. With that baby face, we're going to see him in some high school drama for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? He look like he about to go get his driver's license, honey. Period. Come on. Looking like a child. Look like a baby. He full um, adult. Mm-mm-mm. Full adult. So, yeah. Right? He can almost drink. I know. Almost. Neck of 2022, sir. There you go. That's crazy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Chosen Jacobs. Check out his work. Um, I'm excited to see what comes next for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then his counterpart in the Sneakerella, Lexi Underwood, mm-hmm. she is best known for playing um, Carrie Washington's daughter mm-hmm. in Little Fires Everywhere. Yes. That's kind of where she kind of blew up. Yes. She played Athena and Will versus the Future, which is a comedic science fiction series um created by some people mm-hmm. um <laughs> like, it's about her it's about her it's about her truly 
So she has quite a resume. Yes. To be only 18, mm-hmm. she was in an episode of Person of Interest. Mm-hmm. She was in a TV movie on sci-fi called The Crooked Man, an episode of Code Black. Mm-hmm. She was in Henry Danger on Nickelodeon for a couple episodes. Yeah, she, she was in a Disney XD called Walk the Prank. She was in four episodes of that. She was oh. in an episode of Raven's Home. Come on. Um, and then the Will versus the Future pilot on Amazon Video. Mm-hmm. She was in an episode of The Good Doctor. Come on. She was Network in check. Family Reunion Come on, on Netflix. A couple episodes of that. Come on. Uh, in Criminal Minds. I mean. And then her biggest role to date has been uh, Little Fires Everywhere, yep. which was critically acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's going to be in Just Beyond, which is on Disney. Or she was in an episode of Just Beyond Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. She is going to be in The First Lady. Oh, wow. Which is the. Okay. So it is the Is that show. where Viola Davis is going to play? It? Yep. Yep. The show that y'all been seeing the pictures of Viola Davis will be playing. Michelle Obama. She's going to be playing Malia Obama. Which Ooh, is great go casting. Off. Go all. That is great casting. casting. So that's going to be a huge deal mm-hmm. for her career. And then she's also in Cinderella, which we talked about. That's a huge deal yeah, for her she's career. Doing great. So yeah, that's coming out next year. Y'all mm-hmm. have, I, y'all have, around this time, y'all have been seeing those pictures yeah. of um, Viola Davis, uh, doing her role as Michelle Obama mm-hmm. have an issue with the way they did the eyebrows. Okay. Why? It felt very caricature. It felt like 1920s came back. Like that's not, that's not how Michelle that's Obama's not eyebrows her were. eyebrows at all. Like it felt caricature and it I, felt was, crazy. I was kind of offended. I was like, um, that's not correct. But other than that, she got the mannerisms. Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect Viola Davis not, not to, I mean, but I did have a huge issue with eyebrows. Yeah. It felt very cartoonish. And Agreed. I don't like when y'all do cartoonish things about black women. So. Yeah. Especially two gorgeous black women. Mm-hmm. Two of them at the same time. Yeah. Because her eyebrows are not like, like. It's not. Did I miss something? Her, her, her eyebrows, her eyebrows like do not look like that. Okay. Like it just felt very cartoonish. And it was like, I get very sensitive when you do cartoonish things with black women. Yeah. So, um whatever mm-hmm. still gonna watch it y'all better fix it up and post i don't know what y'all yeah. y'all better fix it <laughs> like fix it like i don't no. know if they can i don't know if they can but like my god why didn't anybody say anything about that did no one else think nobody that? please let us know if y'all thought that because youth and i really do think that and yes it i don't know it if we're the only weird ones. it was weird we might be the only ones <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I doubt it. If I know black people, they were like, wait, man. Like, why are we doing why? this? Who chose this? Who made this decision? It just decision? felt too caricature for me crazy. to be comfortable it with crazy. it. It looked crazy. But, you know, Lexiana will be playing Malia Obama in that. Hey. Like I said, great casting. Mm-hmm. So either way, she's on the up and up. Yeah. And so it's chosen. And we're very excited for these for these young yeah. gals and, and, and fellas is definitely the end Mm -hmm. thank y'all for listening and hopefully y'all learned something uh, about your dialogue or you got some more updated Mm -hmm. info for your dialogue for whatever you're writing or going to be writing and yeah follow us on the gram the socials Mm -hmm. look out for some cool things we have in the pipeline coming out in terms of things you're going to be doing for y'all and with y'all so yeah stay tuned and thank y'all for watching as usual yes thanks for rocking with us at tinseltown t on all things we love y'all and we'll see y'all next week peace bye and that's on period network